everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards comics with the healthy Wolverine classics The soul down below So when you think you go Hell be exclusively filled with past enemy saber tooth. And you killed your dad for the second time in hell, man. Tell me that's not badass. Dolly moly, it's Comic Bastards motherfucking podcast. You've taken time out of your busy NYCC 2012 schedule to sit and listen to us. It's probably over with by the time you're hearing this, but... That's okay, because we're going to cover everything that we were told was there, because we weren't there. We were not. But I'm here. This is Kevin. I'm Dustin. Whee! It's Comic Bastard, CBMFP. How is everyone? And silence. (laughs) So much to talk about if you gave two hoots about the comic book world, because they... We're shooting news every five seconds. Phone was blowing up. It better be major if you're blowing up my pager. Buffy. Uh, yeah. The Vampire I would, uh, Slayer. We're, ta- we're starting with that? I was going to make a note. I think that this, no, that was this a, con... That was had... a quote from Buffy. Oh, that was from Buffy. Okay. She's a girl. I know <laughs> who she is. <laughs> Thanks. Um, this con, I think had far more comic book news than San Diego. San, San Diego. I mean, San Diego's tired of being a comic con. It's it's more of a pop culture movie con. Yeah. But there was a lot of real comic book shit announced. I like know. Dynamite was like, we didn't announce anything all year. Here's fucking everything. We're still a company, number one. Yeah. And they actually got talented people. Rustled up some writers. Yeah, I just hope they rustled up some artists. I hope they didn't forget about that part. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. They, again, announced a bunch of cover people, but we'll, we'll get to that. I just wanted to make point that out. That I found that... Uh, Strange that Comic News was announced at a comic convention. <laughs> yeah, so much that I had to cover it, whereas with the San Diego, I was like, eh, you're movie-related. I'll give a fuck. Yeah. You're I mean, a TV show. And Voltron cartoon that can fuck off like really one more email about that i swear yeah voltron really hasn't just hasn't really done good business ever since the 80s like no. i mean i'll even take the fucking car voltron over the shit they're pump, pumping out now and that's blasphemy because <clears throat> back in the day it was cat voltron or nothing yeah i think we've covered that uh voltron <laughs> alliances on here before, so I don't remember. I I kind of block shit like that out. Well, so we want to dive into Comicology. Probably made the most news. Yeah, they had like seventeen announcements now, just like seven or eight actually. Um, where to begin with that? Well, there's submit. That seems which, to be the uh, most profound. Yeah, you know I can understand the uh, excitement around it. They're basically opening the doors to anyone. To submit their comic book so if you create a comic book and it's in a digital format you can submit it with them and it has to go through their appeal pro or you know their approval process i should say not the appeal process appeal. <laughs> this is uh, crap <laughs> i like to appeal that 
So, but I, I do think that that is going to be, you know, they're essentially saying, hey, we get the with the final say it's not just anything they're not just taking anything at all right you can't like write a love letter with snoopy on it on some toilet paper scan it in they're gonna be like what the story doesn't move this is just one <laughs> doesn't move me i do love the story though but the toilet paper didn't scan quite well and you told black. and you told me that was snoopy you don't own a character to that um yeah i mean i can see why people are really excited about that but it to me i'm just like all right well is this going to be another Marvel icon thing where, hey, anyone can submit their comic and then it's like, oh, we're just going to use, we're just going to close this because we realize we have to pay 15 people full-time jobs to sit here and go through the entire stack that we get because there's literally mm. like thousands of digital comics that are independently out on the internet right now that could be submitted within a click. Right. So, like, well, wasn't icon more of like, no, it was the same thing. It was like, submit your comic book idea. Just anyone? Anyone. Wow. And then after a week and a half, they were like, okay, we're just going to make this a Vertigo thing for our in-house guys. And that's what it became instantly. Yeah, that's what I... That's what, I didn't even know it did that originally. I always thought yeah. it was just uh, their little, hey, hey, big writer, big artist, do you want to do something small and indie no, feeling? Yeah. They just... They realized... Because it was right as that publisher was passing the reins over to Joe Q. Mm. And... Uh, he just realized this is a mess. This is a nightmare. We're just we'll, wasting we'll man just, hours. Oh, yeah, we'll just always we'll have a million ideas, and someone will be like, "Ah, Spider Man," because that was also the thing is like you could submit stories with their characters. Whoops. Yeah, and they were like, "This isn't working. Like, we can't do this." So they instantly changed it, and uh, yeah, like the website crashed that um, you could submit through and everything, and. This is back when server crashes were very common, so it was like crash for a week and a half, and they were just like, fuck it, let's just change it. Crash. <laughs> Pretty that, much. That was them dialing up with their AOL disk. <laughs> yeah, like you waited five minutes to get the 404 error. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for this page to load for my lunch is over. So, good times. I mean, still, like, it gives, like, those indie publishers that have actually a solid product a chance to just yeah because i mean it's like anything you create i mean oh you guys are selling out no they're not they just want to get something they worked really hard on and created to and into as many hands and fans that they can that's that's what anybody that creates something wants that to happen yeah no one writes a story for two people yeah like it's just you know i mean if that's your noble intentions then you're just kind of fooling yourself at that point because there's like Stories are meant to be shared with as many people as possible. It's like, yeah. look at all these time-endearing stories that we have in our society. No one was like, oh, I'm going to write Little Red Robin Hood and never fucking share it with anyone. <laughs> Good choice, to, for example, by the way. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So um, kudos to that. Hopefully it goes well and not like you said, where they're just like, oh, fuck this. I'm just worried more of uh, it'll discourage a lot of independent people, and you won't actually see a lot of independent stuff come from it. That's that's my concern. Um, I mean, the other big thing they announced was pre-orders, where you can just see... Essentially, you can see the series and just kind of subscribe to it in a way, but like, I'd like to pre-order that and have it just like ready for me. It'll just like alert me and charge my card the day it comes out. I guess that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, it's kind of cool, except for they 
didn't make it across the board. It's not a um, a program feature. It's a case by case, issue by issue, company by company. So Stupid. something like I would Stupid. honestly, yeah, I would honestly do something like that for Monkey Brain comics because they're ninety nine cents each. I just want to know when they come out. Yeah, you know, because half the time, I, like, it's hard to keep up with it. Just it is. Yeah, like Edison Rex and Aesop's Ark came out, and I couldn't find the third issue. I had to like go through their publishers to find it because it wasn't showing up in the new releases, even though I knew it came out at the same time as Edison Rex. It right. Wasn't, it wasn't listed with it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So something like that, I could see it being very useful, but that wasn't one of the publishers that they announced for, which is strange because. They're like giving away the first issue for their millionth download and, and shit like that, and they're just like. But they just forget to plug it. it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Comic College, I could, I could go on. You know, like they, they reached one million downloads or one hundred million downloads, some shit, and they gave away some books. That <laughs> some, most, <laughs> some of their most popular titles they gave away. That for, you already probably had. Exactly. So some asshole was like, "I waited, free." Yeah. So, like, Edison Rex was one of them, for sure. If you didn't get that, you should check it out. It's free right now for limited time. They announced Kids Incorporated? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, no, like a kids, uh, kids control, like, basically just parental control, but they're calling it, like, Comicology Kids. And you oh, can go okay. in there and be like, yeah, my kid can download and read shit from this age range or whatever. But only from this website. <laughs> Pretty much. I swear to God, if I see busting a nut in Granny's butt five, I'm going to beat my kid, view it, and then take it up with you guys. <laughs> and ask, why the hell you have that on a comic book server? <laughs> You're on to something. <laughs> oh, my mistake, Phyllis. I'm on the complete wrong website. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was like, all right, cool, cool. Pretty and cool. Of course, they announce more publishers that they're in cahoots with now that are being so basically stupid. the brand's growing yeah well yeah i mean like i said they had a ton of announcements i'm sure everyone's just checked out their blog or read it somewhere so i was honestly surprised by how many things they announced and just kind of made me wonder how long they've been sitting on it because we really haven't heard much of them since the last major con so. yeah well they apparently they had a shit ton in the works yeah then they just let it all fly I think they gave away Walking Dead Volume 1 again at the con. Dude, you can get Walking Dead <laughs> from, like, your illiterate neighbor. He's like... They've given it away at every fucking con. Yeah. Hey, man, what do you... You got Walking Dead here? It's free. You're like, yeah, buddy, I got one. No, yeah, come on, man. Get one for your friend. Yeah, I don't have any friends. Just fuck you. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd rather fucking buy a suit from you right now. I, I, yeah, I it's it. a fucking TV show. I don't need to read. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's comicology. You know who else made a lot of noise? Dark Horse. They, yeah, they did. Woo. It's all kind of in the same genre of... Uh, of noise? Yes, I was going to say noise. Yeah, they're pumping a lot of uh, a lot of Bioware tag teaming. Yeah. I mean, if it was Mass Effect or Dragon Age related, then something came out for it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> God. No, they had a Dragon Age is going to get an encyclopedia world of feeds. And basically, it's going to be kind of like an art book slash, hey, here's a bunch of little juicy tidbits and stuff. Just more of a, I don't know, just to enrich your experience more. I mean, the games and the comics can only do so much. And 
you guys probably already know for the billionth time, I'm a big fan of those properties and the comics actually are pretty decent for video game adaptations or pretty much any adaptation to go go that far, I guess. Yeah, it seemed a lot of fan service for those mm-hmm. properties. Like I think there's been a good response to those properties and that's why they're like, All right, we're gonna continue doing shit for it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well I think yeah, they're actually they kinda of actually treat it with respect. It's not, I mean, sure, it's a cash-in, but... Not like Star Wars, no. I mean, just joking. They treat that respect, too, I guess. It depends. It depends which title. Some <laughs> titles are home runs. Some titles, yeah. you're like, oh, man. They, they put in effort. I'll, I'll say they put in There's genuine effort. There's always a good effort. Yeah. We'll leave it at Even that. Even if it's not your personal preference. Exactly. Which most of them are not. Yeah, it's a, it's like a fine wine yeah. in an empty bottle. You're like, where, the, where is it? <laughs> I don't get it. Um... Like Mass Effect, they're gonna get they're selling like a large scale, uh, Sovereign like Reaper. Yeah, that was crazy. It's was super like, Where huge. Where the hell are you gonna put this thing? But I could see some nerd just being like, going in my room. Yeah, it's it's three hundred fifty dollars. I can still see people buying it. I'm and surprised like, it's not four hundred bucks. I'd still see people buy it. From yeah, I mean, it's plus pretty... you get a video game nerd that doesn't even care about the comic book. They're gonna be like. Yeah, that's that's a little bit for everybody on that. I think you're just like, oh, I love this big Lyme disease bug thing fucking a city up. I want to buy that. I love the video game. I love the comic. He's like, I only buy statues that are over three feet tall. I need to buy this. Well, this a mass of what? I don't care. I'm amassing it in my room. Wow, that sounds pretty good. So yeah, they did that, and then keeping with the video game theme, uh, there's some company you guys probably know, Naughty Dog. They're PS3. Never heard of them. Well, they do this game called Uncharted. What's it, that? It's uh, basically you have to do Tomb Raider. Uh-oh. People yeah, got upset. I'm there. Not the Hate weird you. Tomb Raider, like the first one where you're like, where the fuck is this puzzle? Oh, I just fell down a goddamn ravine and your neck broke. <laughs> why am I trying to jump up these rocks? It's clearly not over here. Why this is the, the only way I can go, though. Why, I need a map. Why is the last boss in Tomb Raider 1, well, before that, like a kid on a skateboard with Mac 10s and Uzi? This is... <laughs> No one probably ever saw that because the game was so fucking hard you couldn't get to the nah, end. Yeah, you just gave up. You just looked at the boobies and then you were just like, I'm the, done. They were super square. <laughs> yeah, you were like, the boobies. But Naughty Dog had nothing to do with that game. No, but they, they did. They got an IP coming out called The Last of Us. And basically they've made a comic for it in, with Dark Horse. I'm not sure who's holding whose hands, but... I'm sure they probably... It's written well, by... Oh, it's written and drawn by Faith Aaron Hicks. So. Well, co-written by her and then... Written, oh, I'm sorry, co-written, you're right. Yeah, and, and written by the, the lead writer of the story of us. So, so I mean, Dark Horse is... Neil something. Or yeah. Something. Dark Horse has had pretty big success with that, so it's not a... Yeah, I'm kinda, it, it just kind of almost makes sense where if you have a... Neil Druckmann was the name you are looking for. That's that's what I was looking for. Um, because they have done a really good job with the comic book adaptations of yeah. video games where, you know, like... You used to have um, Wildstorm for DC. They would do that shit, and it was all terrible. Like they just kind of like, slap a big name on it that some guy was in his seventies, and they're like, "Hey, right, right about this video game you never fucking played, dude." Yeah, and he's like, and he was like, "God of War, you say? <laughs> <laughs> what does he do?" <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, I don't know. A lot of people just turned off right now. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't like Dustin's old man impression. I'm done. So. Um. Yeah, I I, I want to read this because I actually just got um, Faith Aaron Hicks's book, uh, Friends with Boys. I wanted to read that book forever, and I finally just got it from um, First Press. 
or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, first, second press. And so like this happened, I'm like holding the book, reading the press. And I'm like, Oh shit. Double awesome. You did not faith overload. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys look out for that. Could be decent. I'll probably check it out. Cause I'm interested in the game and it's dark horse. So why wouldn't I get it? Um, Very true. I think that's, is that it from dark horse? I mean, there's more stuff, but, uh, there's like the Buffy catch-up book. Oh, yeah. There's there's some other shit. That, well, it's not shit, but you know, there's... No, nope, too stuff. late, you said it. It's too late. It's in there. It's on the, it's on the thing we're doing. No, they're going to do a new Dragon Age series until we sleep. So you know, keep an eye out for that. Same, look like the same team. I could be wrong, but it's... Uh, Probably they're usually... Usually just kind of, it's more of like, when they do miniseries like that, it's more of like, this is the ongoing, but uh, yeah, it's we just a... call it miniseries because those tend to do better. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of it for their their big stuff. I'm sure there's something we're missing, but it... There's another Mass Effect series coming out. Um, Mass Effect's Blasto. Yeah. Well, I mean, moving on. Um, Dynamite had a lot of news. We're in the beginning of those. Guys. I'm surprised they, they didn't close like, the doors. Maybe they just been waiting for this to go down. And well, they've just been kind of plugging along with their usual monthly monthly series. Yeah, um, you know, they know, just they had damsels launch. Second issue just came out. Did another thing. Jennifer Blood series. Yeah, so it's just they've just been <laughs> Jennifer's Blood. You know, sticking with what's been working. Andy, they signed a. They got this crime line coming out. Yeah. Um, I find weird they're just calling it a crime line. I'm like, is it crime fiction? Is it ultra-violent stuff? I'm not really sure what crime line I'm pretty sure it'd be kind of edgy. Yeah, some weird cross between the two. I don't know. Um, Got some big names for it. Andy uh, Diggle. Andy Diggle. Garth Ennis is launching the first book. Yeah. They're just like, we use this guy to launch anything. (laughs) Yeah, they, they must. Doing a pulp line? Get him on it. Yeah, he uh, does he owe them money or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. Garvin, this is weird. It's like he works with Avatar and Dynamite, and huh. then occasionally Marvel. So just be like, yeah, I did something for Marvel, but whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, well, he picks his poison, so good for him. He's in that spot where he can choose. So yeah, definitely. Some other Matthew Sturges, I believe he's also doing a crime book i believe and then so is it like a just the label they're gonna put stuff under or like uh you know dynamite's crime or is it gonna be like a world they're trying to build or is it like... uh, i think it's gonna be like their pulp where it's just like this is its own little niche it... over here okay like dynamite. like all the pulp stuff you know with the, the shadow the spider green hornet yeah that's all under like one banner and they're doing that huge crossover with alex ross that they you know announced at um san diego Hmm. But um, I don't know if these books are going to tie in, or if there's just more of a, they're theming their releases and wanted to get more into that that area. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like closer we get to said date, um, there'll be more news and information, and you'll it'll take take more of a shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they've already put a lot of time and effort into it with the names. So yeah, a lot of it they didn't even have covers for the stories yeah, they yeah. just had pictures of like the creative team they're like yeah we don't this have this guy in this guy yeah 
And their pulp line, they have uh, Matt Wagner on year one, Shadow year one, I should say, mm. which I'm actually interested in because when they picked up Green Hornet, obviously because of the movie and everything, they were like, oh, Green Hornet, and they just flooded the market. They're like, here's 14 Green Hornet books. And then that one was actually the best, the one that he did. So. Oh, and then, there, oh, and then you said um, about the Damsel spinoff. Yeah, that's, Damsel spinoff. Oh, that's what Matt Sturges that's is what, doing. Yeah, yeah, Matt was doing which that seems a little premature. Yeah. Like it was announced yeah. a day after the second issue hit. I don't, you know, I get it. The first issue, I enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah. Saw some terrible reviews for it. And I was like, I don't know if we read the same book, but all right. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if it was just like green light it. And they didn't really say what it was about, just that it was under the sea. So I don't know if it's like a Little Mermaid spinoff. Because he was like, what damsels did for the dry land this book's gonna do for the ocean and i was like i don't know what that means sir i do not know why you'd be quoted saying that that's kind (laughs) of yeah just let me scratch my head like okay cool they're doing a second issue (laughs) they're gonna do a battlestar galactica comic uh based off the old school show yeah with uh the space fucking comic kings uh, Dan, yeah dan abinette and andy landing so it's battlestars i'll probably read it until they give me a reason not to. Yeah, those guys need to be careful. They keep doing... It's like, cool, you're good at space books, but if you continue to do them at some point, you're going to run out of tricks, and everyone's going to be like, you guys suck at space books. I don't know if it ever go that far. Yeah. I mean, it's like if space books are thing, then... Oh, they got to get 20 years of it before people are like, all right, you clear, <laughs> yeah. you clear modded the space. Yeah, I don't. I think that, yeah, they got a while before... Uh... You got a lot of Chris Claremont over in this sector. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all talk dialogue you can't even see what sector i can't tell how about you guys just take out a whole page just for dialogue and then put like a one by it and then on the art page that never comes up <laughs> you could put a one by that person's head it's just all head shots that's it because everyone's talking just little thumbnails yeah there's a lot of stuff um dresden files yeah the from, new dresden files i thought that was a kind of a cool show back in there i know it was a book first um but I thought the show was cool. Got canceled a little prematurely, I thought. Um, yeah, I think this is... I want to say they've done two other series. I know they've definitely done at least one, but I'm pretty sure they've done like two other series of uh, Dresden File comic books. So. Dresden Files, the Ghoul Goblin number one. Yes, that is that is the series. I mean, that could be cool. Um, Vampirella, some people who returned to Vampirella, Tom, maybe... She's Tom, Dick, uh, or Harry. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just... <laughs> she's pretty much timeless. I mean, that... You c- I just want it because of the Monera cover. Monara, maybe. I don't know how you say that guy. Marinara? Is that what you said? It's not Marinara, no. Nope. Don't you dare call him that. I just... Yeah, that cover is sick. I was like, well, I'd let her suck my blood. Anyone? <laughs> Nothing? Dead, dead air. I don't care. I don't care. I made my comment. That's it. We'll put it on your head. Oh, yeah, the, the bi- bionic battle of the sexes. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, we just kind of ignored that one, hoping it wasn't real. Yeah, that was Dev wrote itself the second. They were like, bionic woman. We got both properties. Hmm, excellent. Let her ride. Yeah. They're throwing cars at each other, Kevin. On the cover. Just picking up cars. She's jumping with the car. I find that. I found that highly unlikely. I find that highly. You don't know. She's bionic, dude. 
Since when he? She's bionic. She can have a baby. She can vote. Drive a car. Burn a bra. I don't think she, she can is have a, a baby. modern. She fucking can. She's a modern, independent she's woman. A robot, practically. Dude, I don't like where you're going with this. If you want to keep that keep her in the physical. kitchen, Dustin, it ain't happening, buddy. I'm sick of it. <laughs> She'd probably blow a hole through the kitchen. I'm just saying she might not have a uterus anymore. I'm saying so... well, she'll kidnap a baby from a mall. God, don't give them this idea of a bionic child. Just saying. And we're going to have a bionic sex scene. <laughs> You're going to get a bionic boner just thinking about it. <laughs> no, I'm not. There you go. That was dynamite's uh, <laughs> kind of a <laughs> kind of a roundup. We kind of probably missed something here and there in the center, but well, they shouldn't have given us so much to work with. That's a lot, man. They were uh, like I said, they were announcing busy something beavers. every other hour. It seemed like so. Want to talk about Ani Press real quick? Yeah, let them have it. Um, wow, they they did us a solid, and we're just like, here's everything in one. But it was a lot. Uh, two new. Um, six gun series then there's the scott pilgrim volume two hardcovers yeah which are for sale there and then they'll have a 500 on the site like always um war in toyland which is loosely based off of babes in toyland but with like now everything's fucking fighting right everything fucking fighting was that the catchphrase (laughs) that should be that would be decent um probably something and when i said two walking guns or the six gun i meant one six gun a uh, miniseries following general hume's uh his soldiers essentially uh the one i'm really interested in is uh hellheim hell, hell what is it i'm sorry hellheim i've never heard of that is it new yeah it's brand new it's a viking oh, era okay. book the i mean it's written by the guy who does the six gun uh cullen bunn and the art i was like wow this is pretty fucking cool looking it's like just metal looking wait like death metal like oh that's fucking metal Kinda. as fuck or like yeah like hey, go look at that you can yeah. look on the site follow along at home <laughs> fuck you i'm at work buddy i'm not at home driving a car you trying to get me killed here some of us work um and then they have what i found really cool is they're doing they're like hey we gotta adapt you know like music industry <laughs> You know, they went through some harsh growing pains. Comic books are getting there, so they were like, we're, you know, trying to be proactive, and they have two online digital comic books that they're doing, like, updating weekly. Uh, the first one is called... Hold on, let me get the name right. A Boy and a Girl. Okay. Wanted to make sure it didn't have a witty subtitle. Right. And then they're doing one that's called Buzz. So, and it's just kind of... Online a, only? Yeah, online only. Okay. They're redesigning their site. They're having like a little reader that actually like works with it. So you're not just like, oh, this is totally not made for a browser. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this to myself? Uh, another one they have is Downset Fight. Ooh. It kind of looks like the Warriors, only with fucked up nerd shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, it could be cool. cool. Warriors is amazing. Um, as long as it's not too cheeky on the nerd stuff, then. No, I mean, it looks more like creepy shit. Like, oh, that's you look cool. At, you know, like a 70s puppet guy who's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. Mm. So um, they have like a America manga one. Okay. The uh, Mega Go-Go. <laughs> All right. So it actually looks pretty cool. Like this guy has a 
It's like a mustache with stars on it and shit. It's Basically, like, oh, it's crazy. a bevy of shit to make it worth your time. Yeah. Sounds like. A lot. Like, it was just like, here you go. Here is a ton of crap. Like, we're not going anywhere and all that other stuff that you're still getting from us, it's still coming out, Those, too. That so. will still exist. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool because a lot of it, they don't, you know, Ani doesn't have a lot of single issues or ongoing stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that so when they announce stuff i kind of pay attention to it because a lot of it's more of graphic novels which are yeah they're gonna go away and they do great graphic novels but when they do a single you know single issue series i, I pay attention to those. well and plus it helps like their internet presence and so anything or digital presence to boot so yeah and that's always important i'd like this i like to think it, think it could be yeah who knows what the fuck i think or know <laughs> who the fuck knows? There's an asshole in the microphone. Um, Aspen. Man, Aspen. Um, this assassin's line it seems to be uh, the cat's meow for him. <laughs> yeah, they're you know I guess the first crossover did pretty well. They're already doing. Well, I shouldn't say already doing. It's been like a year and a half, but they're they're doing another another crossover. one. And uh, love that cover, that B cover. I think those girls are real. I mean, I know they're not real. I mean, if they were real, they wouldn't talk to me. They, that's basically where I'm getting. This. Yeah, I get you. No, yeah, the great covers. Um, basically, it's the Executive Extinction is the crossover. And they also announced something called uh, Legend of the Shadow Clan, which is a family of ninjas chilling in the city. Chilling, chilling, shooting some b-ball. And killing people. I don't know. No. So you can check out more about those on the the site as well and uh what else what do you i don't know i just have to say that's uh, it is a lot of comic book news i yeah, mean you guys have probably just stopped listening yeah you probably just just like listen go to yeah, hell we're gonna talk about idw <laughs> oh my god! i don't even know if marvel or dc announced anything i couldn't keep up with everyone else yeah i didn't give a shit about all the marvel now news because it's like hey it's here already yeah here's that deadpool uh Gundam style. Oh, cool. Variant that you wanted. It was really terrible. Was it? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that poor guy, he didn't give him any money. <laughs> just took his idea. <laughs> that was it. He just took his idea and just told me to dick. And You seem to be an internet sensation. So You seem to be one of our characters. <laughs> just, on, just in case, for this special occasion, um, I sat through... And enjoyed three issues of Man of God. It's by Pinwell Press. And if you heard the podcast in the past, we are kind of big fans of this book. And I have always, I knew it existed. And, I, and now we're going to talk to somebody involved with it. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Kevin from Combasters.com. I am joined with Dustin, as always. Hello. And today we have a very special guest from Pinwell Press, the guys responsible for the Man of God book. It is Jonathan Swinning. How's it going, John? Nothing? Good. Good. Great to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, We're just going to come right at it, uh, ask you some questions, let you talk a little bit about the book, anything that's on your chest you want to get out, how the the weather, whatever, whatever you want to... Whatever you want to touch base with. I don't think the readers no? or listeners want to hear about the weather. The weather's, weather's always important, dude. I don't know what your problem is. On a podcast? I don't think so. That's true. We could be. So um, I guess like in your own words, do you want to tell us about 
man of God. And because, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast, but I'm sure that it's better coming from, you know, the people responsible for it. Sure, sure. Oh, well, you know, we, we actually just got done doing uh, the Cincinnati uh, Comic Expo, which is great. And uh, we had a, a Mark Kidwell who uh, works on the 68 comic book for Image. You know, we said, hey, you know, we always say that our book is like a mixture of Spawn with Dark Man with Ghost Rider and set in like um, a mob environment. And uh, Mark looked at us and he said, no, 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 you don't understand. No, your book is Spawn on Crack. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we've been telling people when they ask, but uh, I mean, really, it's uh, it's a supernatural um, vigilante um, comic that's set over a brewing mob war, um, and uh, we have, you know, a couple of big bad guys. We have our main our main bad guy that is our uh, vigilante, is kind of like exact opposite, and then we have a you know a couple of other bad guys. Uh, they're starting to come come out in the book in their own right um you know it's a character development takes a little while so uh, you're going to see people like uh pinwheel who pinwheel press is named for um and 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 some of the guys that uh got kind of their their just desserts and issue one come back as some some major villains in the book nice okay cool and um can you talk about maybe like where the you know obviously the spawn influence is there is there any other like I guess, influences on what came up with the concept that you can talk about? Oh, I mean, I, I think just, you know, 30 plus years of, um, you know, of, of reading comics. I mean, it's, it's got a little bit of, of everything in there. Um, I mean, it's got elements of, uh, of Spawn to Faust to Ghost Rider. Um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely more along the lines of a, of a horror comic uh, with a superhero element turned, uh, you know, uh, as part of it. Okay, cool. Um, and then the third issue came out not too long ago, and just wondering if you could kind of give us a preview of what to expect in the fourth issue. Sure. Uh, kind of in the, the fourth issue, we're starting to learn more about this uh, relationship that uh, Vince and uh, Pure Phase are going to have kind of going forward. Um, we, we get to see some... Uh, uh, conflict between uh, the detective finally tracks down um, John Morris and in and, and his current form and uh, I mean it's, I'm actually working on the last three pages letter in it right now and it's the best issue so far um, the artwork is just getting tighter and tighter every issue and uh, you know pretty much issue one, two, and three we finished most of the character development so now we're getting into the, the real meat of the first six issue story arc Nice. Okay. Um, and then you, you kind of mentioned Penwill and that, that character is, you know, where you guys, the name derives for the, the company. Um, and obviously right. it's a bit too soon for a spinoff book, but uh, is there a possibility down the road of, you know, elaborating more on this character, even with his own story arc or just, you know, his own miniseries or something like that? Um, probably not with Penwill. Um, we've actually been talking about maybe some, some one shots with like uh, pure phase and kind of go into why he is the way that he is. He's kind of the, the big bad that comes up after John Morris. Um, and then, I mean, I mean Penwheel is, is, is such an uh, integral part of the book going forward. I mean, he's, he's kind of slowly introduced now, but 
definitely in the in the next um, story arc, you know, he he starts to take more center stage. Um, so for right now, we, he's probably just going to be in the main book. Okay, well, I mean that's fair enough. So, but like one shots, um, how many one shots are you looking at doing like total? Um, right now we're looking at uh, doing just two probably in the future. Okay. Um, and one one will be a kind of a zero issue. Um, that kind of leads up to the events going up to Man of God number one, um, okay. and then also probably like a um, a pure phase origin issue. Uh, right now are kind of the ones that we have planned after the first six issues are done. Okay, so it'll still be the same creative teams, but new. Um... Um, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, basically, you know, everybody signed on for the first six issues. Um, Stu and I and Craig are in it for the long haul, so just depending on you know, what happens as a story arc finishes up and, you know, the trade paperback and stuff, it depends on how, you know, the creative team's going to stay together. I mean, there's just really kind of too much to speculate on right now as to if they'll continue, you know, as it is right now or not. Okay. Understandable. And then, so, um, what are some other, like, because you guys are a very indie company, obviously you just have the one, one title. What are some of the growing pains you've gone through um, some of the lessons learned for other people that want to become like an independent publisher as well. Well, I mean, you know, probably the, the, the biggest one that we've had so far is just trying to get everything done on time. Um, I mean, Yavel is our artist, you know, he's our pro. Um, that's all he does is, uh, is, is comic book art and that's what he gets paid for. But as far as, the writer and the anchor and, and, and myself doing the, the letters and the layouts and design. We, I mean, we all have day jobs. Uh, the writer is uh, works for a phone company. The uh, anchor is a, a research um, does research at a university, and, and I'm a, a project manager and mechanical engineer. So just having the time to be able to get the book done and try to get it out, you know, on a semi-regular um, schedule is, is probably the hardest part. Um, and, and then, you know, like with issue three, I mean, issue three was about three weeks late. We, we apologized to everybody. We felt horrible about it, but we had computer crashes. We had some major illnesses, and, you know, then we had um, two or three conventions that we were trying to do as well. So, um, you know, just having the time to do it was one of the big, uh, the, the big issues. Um, speaking of, like, time and, like, always, like, you know, real-life issues coming you know, to, to try to derail things. Do you guys ever have a, being the small publisher, like, hey, do we go to this con or can we sacrifice the time or is it too much money and, you know, like resources to try to get it out there and still work on the book at the same time? Do you ever come across that where you're just like, we have to decide it's either A or B? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we have, uh, we've had, you know, some conventions that we, have completely skipped um, not ones that we were registered for, but just ones when we were scheduling it that we said, well, we can't do this because of the schedule. And then cost is always a factor, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you're looking at, you know, places like New York, you could pay $500 to uh, to uh, get a table there. And you may or may not make your money back. Um, and so we right now we've really been focusing on a lot of the smaller cons like the Cincinnati Expo, the Derby City Comic Con. Um, you know, after, well, we, 
didn't really have real good experiences at um, C2E2 in Detroit. I mean, we met a lot of people, but as far as, like, selling books and, you know, kind of making back our hotel and, and different things like that, you know, we didn't do as well as we thought we were going to. Um, and so we had to make a decision not only based on time but also based on, you know, what what fees we could afford. Yeah, it's, that's totally understandable. Okay. But, you know, and I, I really think that, I mean, that's, that that would be my number one um, advice to, to, to new publishers and people that are trying to do this is, you know, start off small. Start with the small cons and, and, and work your way up. You know, get some, some grassroots stuff going. You know, get Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. You know, I mean, just anything you can to get your book out and get it in, in, in people's faces. Yeah. I um, think because, like, ideally, you know, like... Yeah, those fans that you meet at the smaller cons, they're probably going to end up being a little bit more diehard if they are in love with your product. And I mean, sure, you're going to reach more maybe at the bigger cons, but I th I'd like to say that they're probably more passionate fans, not discounting anyone else, of course, that can't go to those cons, but you're going to get those guys hooked. They'll probably be with you for like life if they really enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and and just to do a little name dropping, I mean, when we were at C two E two, we were right across from Dave Finch, and 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 uh, you know, uh, Batman had come out, and he was working on that. We were right next to Talent Caldwell, you know, as well. And we had uh, Craig and Yvelle and Stu were there, and and it was just there wasn't a lot of interest to start with. I mean, it, it was issue one, and it was a new book, but. You know, people at those cons are looking, you know, are not looking at the new books. However, places like Cincinnati and Louisville that are largely independent, you get a lot of people that are really stepping out. They're willing to look at, you know, different titles and stuff. So those have really worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, I think that's actually, like, I would definitely say that's great advice because I've seen several, you know, you'd see, I'll use uh, kind of Radical as an example. Like, they came out big and strong and, you know, we're at several large cons and everything, but it's just they didn't have a fan base to support them for very long, and now they're, you know, gone the way of the wind in a way. So I think right. that's actually really good advice. Um, and so you mentioned, like, issue three got delayed, and obviously, you know, like, that happens. It's it's comic books. It's a creative medium. Stuff like that always happens. Um, were there any, like, problems with the distribution level or anything that contributed to that at all? Oh yeah, yeah. We um, we actually were using a really good printer, um, and and we had had excellent luck with this printer. And unfortunately, between issue two and three, the printer got bought out. And um, I know a lot of people don't you know don't know the way that Diamond works, and certainly I didn't know the way that Diamond works coming into this until after we had gotten approved. And you know, I was a retailer for five years, and you know, have been around comics all my life, and I, I still don't really know how they work, but um, they have about five different places that you have to send your books to to be distributed. So there's a certain address to send to for Europe. There's a certain place for East Coast, West Coast, Middle America. And, uh, I mean, one of the issues that we had was that our printer sent everything to one address, which I think was the Midwest uh, office. So... Like areas like Chicago got it, but out where I am in Louisville, um, in in Kentucky, we still have yet to get the book. Now, obviously, I've gone around to our shops that are our our big supporters and, and dropped off 
you know, to what I had, you know, from the printer, you know, because yeah. luckily I, I get a, um, like a case of every book that we do. And so I was able to do that. But, you know, we did not hear, you know, it was our printer's fault. They screwed up, being a, you know, because they bought out the other printer. But we didn't hear anything from them. And they didn't call us and say, hey, we're missing books or hmm. we got books here, but we didn't get books there. And uh, so, I mean, we didn't know until we talked to places like Graham Crackers in Chicago, Illinois, that said, yeah, we got our books. And then we talked to places in Louisville that said, no, we still have yet to get our books. And mm-hmm. it was really foggy about, you know, on the the, the new comic list that Diamond puts out. Um, I don't know if it sh- actually showed up on that or not, but some of the retailers had it on their list as shipping and then not verified. And, um, I mean, it was just something like that kills you because, you know, the fans are looking for the book. They see that it's out and they don't get it. But then also one of the kind of the nuts we've been trying to crack for um, the for PR has been um, the Comic Book Resources website. And one of the guys, I guess the guy that does the buy pile, went to his local store and actually said, you know, man of God, store either didn't order it or didn't get it. And it's just like, man, if they would have gotten it, you know, this guy probably would have read it. And, you know, and, yeah. and we would have gotten reviewed by that by that website. Wow. So they just passed on the review even after the book, and they were just like, eh. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, I, I guess this guy's deal is that he you know, reviews the books every week and says, you know, buy, don't buy, or, or you know, just read and put back or whatever. Um, and, and you know, that was kind of our, our break in getting into, uh, you know, uh, onto CBR, and, and we missed it. Yeah. Oh. No, I can, yeah, that's uh, a wow. heartbreaker. Yeah, man. that's like <laughs> just a, a triple thread of uh, crap that just rolled down right. the hill at you. So, well, um, wow. I'm bummed now. Diamond. Yeah. yeah who, I, when you said who knows how Diamond works, I was like, I don't even think Diamond knows how they work. They're just, they just run around chickens with their head cut Changes off. Changes daily, it seems yeah. like. They're like, well, we got this monopoly yeah. going, so we're just going to keep uh, doing whatever we want. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're, they're kind of a necessary evil for distribution um, right now. But, you know, with, with digital and print-on-demand and stuff coming out, and I know that there's been a couple of um, distributors that are starting to pop up, you know, exclusively for indie books. You know, hopefully they'll, they'll give them some competition because, you know, I was a, I was a, um, a once a retailer back in the early, early, early 90s, and, you know, we had Capital and Diamond, and it was always, you know, always good to have two because there was, you know, competition and customer service, and yeah. you know, you 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 had that. So you know, I mean, Diamond's enough to say evil right now to get the books out to the shops. But you know, it would be nice to see a little bit of competition again and see like a Capital or somebody like that come back strong and 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 you know and go against Diamond. Yeah, definitely agreed. Um, and actually, it's a good thing you brought up digital. Do you guys have any plans of releasing with? you know, something like Comicology with their new um, submit line where anyone can submit their digital comic book or? Yeah, you know, we, we were trying to do uh, Comicology for a long time and they kept saying, well, we've got some big changes in the store. You need to wait, you need to wait, you need to wait. And just kind of got frustrated in the meantime and found this really good little digital uh, website called Balloon. It's um, 
uh, balloon and then a D on the end. The icons would be a l l o o n z dot com, and they're pretty much exclusively indie books. So we've got, actually got Man of God number one up on there for free, um, nice. and then we've got issue two for ninety nine cents and issue three for for full price. And um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff on there. There's a lot of good indie books on there, and, and a lot of it's free. So I mean, it's we we had just you know said we need to get something digital out there and and you know we were you know to be honest with you tired of waiting on comicsology and and said you know this looks like a good fit for us so let's let's do this you know everything that we've done has been truly independent so hey let's choose a choose an independent uh, you know market to try to get our our book out there yeah. and, and that's what we did. How has it been doing for you um, just on that outlet alone? Um, obviously, the free um, issue has been doing uh, fairly well. Of course, it's a great um, price. The issue two and issue three, you know, being a pay book. I mean, we've had a couple of sales, but, you know, nothing, you know, nothing to write home about. Right. Well, I mean, it's a start for something. And, yeah. You know, it's a site I didn't know about, so I'll be checking it out just to see what the, see see what the deal is. See what's so. doing. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I think, you know, that's... Uh, that's about all the questions I have. This has been uh, very informative, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it, it. Is there anything you want to like plug or talk about, or just get off your chest or anything? Feel free. Uh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, we really appreciate sites like yourself and 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 some of the other sites that have really taken um, a liking to the book and really latched on. I mean, having our name get out there and get into the search engines and stuff is just it, it's it's so critical i mean marketing you know my job besides doing the lettering and the logo design and making sure that you know everybody gets their pages you know done on time is, is i do marketing too i mean and a lot of these companies have the advantage of a full-time you know marketing person and it's just it's so critical to get your name out there i mean especially without having a monthly book, I mean, you just, you got to get your name out there and you just got to keep hitting people and hitting people and hitting people so that they see Man of God and they say, and they see Pinwheel Press. So, yeah, um, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's so, so critical right now. And, um, I guess the other thing is, uh, <laughs> if there's anybody listening to the podcast that works with Image Comics, our, our submission is in, it's been there for about two weeks. We'd love to hear something back. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we you know, the, the the independent thing has worked out good, and, and you know, we have several um, several hundred fans out there that are religiously buying the book and stuff, but, you know, we could just get the book out to many more people if it was, you know, with, uh, with a, a big distributor like Image, you know, somebody that could market it and that would have the funds um, to market it because... That's probably the one the one error that we did we did we did is you know we put a lot of our money that we had into um, the art obviously with Dan Brereton doing the painted covers and Yavel being you know ex Aquaman and you know he used to work for Valiant Comics back when um, around the, the in the shooter days of when it was you know back in what they call the VH1 period and you know he's done work for other people too you know we, we put all of our money into that because we wanted uh, basically produce the best indie book out there and really left hardly anything for marketing mm-hmm. and man if we could go back and change it we you know we probably would have changed some things around and uh, and, and, and try to do a lot more marketing just to get ads and get your name out there and stuff so again you know i just want to say thank you i know you guys have been very strong supporters and you know it's just been great to 
um, that you know it gets that that marketing for us and, and, and get the book out there. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely. It's our pleasure. Yeah, I mean, it's a book I've enjoyed, and you know, yeah, look forward to reading the rest of the first arc and you know just continuing on with it. So, well, um, thank you again for for being on. The book is Man of God, and uh, you guys, it's uh, a Facebook page, right, that everyone can go and visit. Yes, yeah, it's www.facebook.com/slash uh, Man of God Comic. And you can also uh, find us on Twitter at Pinwheel Press. Oh, that was nice. delightful. Right. Well, thank <laughs> you for joining us. Great. Big Thanks, shout man. out to everybody that's putting that book together. I, I believe in it. I think it's cool. He's given us tons of places you can get a hold of it. Ballooned. I never even heard of that. Yeah. Um, so I'll almost definitely check that out. You guys should too. Like you said, first issue's free. So it's a good book. You should, you're going to like it. I. I think so. I mean, I don't know what you like, but... <laughs> well, I already read it and liked it. So there you go. That's two against one, buddy. You got to do it now. Peer pressure. I always have to give in to peer pressure. Or not. Whatever. It's free country. <laughs> so what else have you read, or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go ahead. All right. I'm going to talk about a book that I just could not figure out how to fucking write a review for. Okay. It's called Anti, number one. Number two, sorry. I don't know what book I'm reading. Uh, it's from 12 Gauge Comics. I like them. They're high high energy, like action adventure books. High octane thrillers? Yes. There you go. Essentially, this guy, he might be a fallen angel. He might be a, a demon. Mm-hmm. Don't know. This other chick, she's called a marked, and uh, she hunts demons. And uh, she can just kind of like sense them and everything. And she's like the last of her kind because the demons have, you know, grown in numbers as they spread out on earth and mm-hmm. have tracked them down and killed them while they're tracking them down and killing them. You know, vicious cycle. So she got like really fucked up in the, the first issue, gets shot. This other demon starts like kicking her head in and shit. <laughs> and uh, this guy like kind of spouts out some spiritual powers and just like kills these demons and. She asks for his help, and he takes her to her kind of, like, sewer lair, I guess. It's, like, her home base and kind of nurses her back to health. Uh-huh. And um, she's just like, you know, what are you? And, and, like, when she comes to, she's like, don't touch me. What the fuck are you doing in here? You know, because she was huge blood loss, doesn't know what's going on. Right. And he's like, um, you asked for my help? Like, you know, what the fuck? And so the, the demons end up finding her. Like, they're like, you know. She's like, I already, you know, I knew it was only a matter of time, and I'm sure you didn't cover your trail very well from all those, you know, dead demons we left in the fucking desert. Is this like in the normal? Is this like modern day? Like yeah, right it's now? like modern day, and okay. like the world's kind of like really fucked up. It's like coming to an end in a way, and uh, so there's this like preacher who's just like talking about the doomsday apocalypse and everything, and uh, she's like, she's watching him, and she's like, who the fuck is that? And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy has been like, you know, he's like spreading across the world right now, and she's like, he's just like you. And he's like, what? And, but then they're like, oh, we got to flee and everything. So um, there's a really good issue, especially the moments where she's like just waking up. Mm-hmm. Because even though you just saw her at her like most vulnerable moments before, now she's just got, got a shotgun inches away from this guy. Like, don't move towards me. Right. Uh, you know, even though she trusted him with her life moments, you know, pages before. Now she's just like, no, I don't know you. I don't, you know. 
got nothing to do with you. I don't know you from anyone. Um, so I don't know. It was just like a really good book. But I don't. I didn't know how to start the review. Like, just I don't know. It was weird. But it was a it was a good book. And what's it called? It's called Anti. Okay. So Twelve Gauge Press came out this week. Definitely worth checking out. What about your yourself there? Um, I read the latest Bloodshot, and you know it does what it's supposed to do. It was cool. Um, they catch up to him after the big ambulance wreck. Um, they're about to finish him off, but before it all starts, there's like a little like a flashback. Um, basically, they're in this research center. These scientists have this, you know, project that gets out of control and it breaks free. Shit's hitting the fan. So we're like, oh, we got to send a cleanup team in there. It's basically bloodshot. And he kills fucking everything because he's the cleanup team. This got out. No one needs to know about it. Yada, yada, yada. So he shoots up everything, basically. And then they do a... <clears throat> while that, in the midst of that, they do a, they want to do a test run for the Pulse chick. So she's like a younger. She's probably like, I don't know, 12 or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here you go. Go down there. Hit him with your shit. And then pop him in the head. That's going to fry his fucking nano machines he won't be able to heal from it you got two in his dome and she's like a little girl and they gave her no training so she's just like all i know is i know i zark this guy and pop him and uh and then if uh flash forward to her having that recollection as she sees him again for the first time like face to face so you're like well apparently she didn't turn him off because he's right here maybe she did or maybe it was a different blush whatever hmm. and uh when the in the middle of that going down um Bloodshot's nurse friend. I think her name ends up, ends up being Melissa or something. The one that he kind of like carjacked the ambulance. Yeah. Uh, she pulls his sniper rifle that he had, and she was like, hey, you know, I've done tours in Afghanistan as a field nurse, and I'll blow your fucking head off at this thing. And they're like, all right, calm down, crazy. <laughs> so she goes to tend to him, and he, uh, the gun, he threw the guy through his pistol down. I think his name's Dodge, if I remember correctly. And uh, in the background... Two more soldiers run up. Bloodshot sees him, pulls the pistol, pop, pop, gets away. Pulls chick, fries the Dodge guy, drops him. She nice. bounces. She bounces, and uh, she said she was going to. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I get a chance. You're dead, and she so don't know if he his ass got served, but you don't know if it was fatal. Yeah. Um, she bones out. Uh, Bloodshot and the nurse get their shit together, and they track her down to this hospital. Because she just wants the helicopter on top of the hospital, gets she gets a hold of it, flies away, and bloodshot and the nurse before she does bloodshot and the nurse just like hey, hey we're just here to talk to you and work it out you know she's like all right I'll trust you I don't like trusting people so all three of them bone out nice. and then at the very end it shows them you know suiting up you know bloodshot's like yeah I'm gonna go kick some dicks in and the pulse chick's there she's like yeah I want kick some dicks in too revenge. And then the nurse is there. She's like, yeah, my name's fucking Melissa, by the way. I, I heard there was dicks were going to kick in. And I was like, oh, what the fuck you doing here? Hmm. Like, he pretty much... <laughs> so it kind of flashes forward at the end. I don't know. I don't know if it did. Hmm. But why is she there? That's the thing I didn't get. Like, it was entertaining to read. But you were just carjacked from your nurse. 9 to 5. And now you're ready to roll to hell and back with this guy. And this, they're already freaks. <laughs> You're not going to roll. Yeah, you did some tours. I'm pretty sure you got big balls, honey. But you're going to just start rolling with them in the fucking storyline? I didn't get that. I was just like, whoa. 
What? Maybe I wasn't attached to her. If she is, then that's stupid. If that's your answer, that's us. I'm just throwing shit out. I'm saying that's it. And you just, I mean, it was just kind of like a, hey, she's here. You read some panels with her in there. I was like, yeah, I did. Stuff, remember? Yeah, that sniper rifle. Yeah, I don't need that character. Yeah, shoehorn her ass mm-hmm. in there because she did some tours. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. She's been in two issues now. Yeah, but I don't. Maybe she, three. No, she's part of the gangbang team. I don't think so. Poor choice of words. No, it's not. There are three. They're gonna go kick <laughs> some ass. It's just I don't. I was just like, uh, what are you, Oracle? Because she sucked too. Ooh. Yeah, give a shit. She sucks. <laughs> I don't understand the reference between the two, but okay. A worthless chick that just going to be there for no reason. No, Oracle did. She, she surfed the internet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just I didn't get it. it. I just didn't get that book, so you didn't read it, apparently. I mean... No, I haven't read that one. Either. Hopefully, there's people that are thinking, yeah, I didn't think about that, Kevin. Or they're going like, you're stupid. She's in there because of this. Maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Maybe it was lost on me. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's just yet to be revealed. Yeah, that's why I say that's why I in the re, when when I put the review up, I didn't have that takeaway from the story because I wasn't discounting it because maybe it's something that will reveal itself in the next book. I just wanted to talk about it and be like, oh, maybe I was missing something, but gotcha. You didn't read it, so it's whatever. I didn't read it. I'm sorry. You know what? You didn't read Utopias, which is gonna be the last book I talk about. Um, it's like a sci-fi story. It's really trying to be a Philip K. Dick esque book. Uh oh. Um, like the kind of the the focus of the book is like there's this drug that people inject and it rewrites your RNA, and you live those someone whoever's experiences. So there's like one that's called family, and it gives you the impression that you like had you came from like a happy home, both your parents loved you and everything. Uh, there's other ones like clarity, and it helps you like think better. So, like, the first story is, like, about this junkie who's hooked on family. Like, he just wants family. That's it. And uh, he gets it from this, like, kind of scary drug dealer lady. And uh, she starts, you know, as he eventually runs out of money, as all junkies do, she starts making him do jobs for her. Uh And she's like, all right, I need you to use this one. You inject yourself as this guy, and then you go kill this other guy. And he fucks up, just kills some random person. Why do people solicit junkies to do anything? Because it's just convenient. Because it's fucking stupid. It is. Hey, man, you seem to be high and not functioning. <laughs> go change the tires on my car. Bolts have to well, go back on. <laughs> I was like, what? And I mean, the thing about this drug is it fucks you up more than any other drug because it's essentially rewriting your genetic code for the that time that's effective. Extravagant just to have like a total recall type of angle, right? Yeah. It gets better though because then. There's the military grade where privatized military, they give it to their soldiers, don't have to train them for shit. It just, they just cut and paste all the good elements that they want you to have, fearlessness, everything. So they just dope you up on it. They tell you to dose up all the time. Like the sergeant's like, dose up often and always dose. Are you dosing right now? Dose it up. <laughs> so why do I need to? Sarge some- gets shot through the chest. His own. Soldier that's underneath him. Stop being such a pussy. He's <laughs> like, go on without me. He shoots him. Didn't need to. He was just like, I didn't want him to suffer. Let's go. He's like, he's God's tribal now. And I was like, really? I don't think. I don't think when you kill this many people, you get to go up and, you know, just be like, hey, what's up, God? Kill all those people. <laughs> what? Huh? 
But <laughs> anyway, so this guy, he, uh, <laughs> he, he finishes his tour. He gets section eight. Really? Yeah. Off the drug? No, no, just because. Wait, now he's the well, junkie? Yeah, he, kind of. How do you yes. get it? How do you get section eight when you're totally doped out of your mind half the exactly. time? Exactly. All of them do. That's kind of, there's a social, you know, commentary there. Well, that's heavy. Um, so he's like seeing this therapist. I was trying to like call this therapist out on like, you know, tell me what the company did to me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'd be fine if you just give me more dose, you assholes. And they're like, you're you're not in the army right now. We're not going to give it to you. They just need to change this guy's dose with Ajax and get him out of the store. <laughs> well, then, so he finds the same dealer that was, you know, the scary dealer that mm-hmm. took care of the junkie before. And um, she's like, I got, you know, I got your dose. I got your military one. I've, re- I've recoded it. So she gives him just enough to kind of keep functioning. And he starts doing jobs for her doing random hits and that like that's kind of where the story becomes about is like this scary ass drug dealer like she just does master. weird shit like she'll be like follow this guy so like in this other story they catch this chick and she's like yeah she just she told me to follow the junkie from the first story and you're just like god fuck this junkie already <laughs> she's like the hardest networking liked in motherfucking bitch yeah. ever <laughs> and so she just kind of keeps fucking with this guy just reminding him that he fucked up and she's out of his her good grace and everything so uh, it was pretty interesting just like the the idea of the dose and everything it kind of reminded me of like fate of the blade where you could just learn shit from right having uploaded into you so it was kind of interesting it was good interesting art so i'm not sure that junkie queen dealer angle it's like the how big is this city like two buildings or something no it's like based in la but she's like the number one She's the number one, yeah, because she has all these people like working under her. Because so. she has the different grades or different. She has like what they call customs, like the family. Oh, has a I custom see. And, okay. And like other people will be like. I'm just kind of picture her. Yeah. Hip happiness, and you're just like, oh, I don't want hip happiness. That sounds terrible. Um, I just picture her just in a real dirty trench coat in an alley. So, <laughs> like. She is in a trench coat, <laughs> oh, but it's man. not dirty. Oh, well. Then... Does she? Um, right. There's kind of like an angle there of like maybe there's just more to her, like maybe a more of a demonic presence. I don't know. Right. Or she's just kind of like a drug cartel because she has a bunch of like ex-soldiers working for her because they all want that dose. Right. Because they're addicted. Okay. Yeah. So she has like a small army. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds interesting. And on the very same hand, it has like tons of fucking plot holes. It sounds like, but I'll probably check it out. Yeah. And that's all you really can ask for in the end of the day, right? Exactly. Somebody checks it out. So. I mean, that's going to be perfect every time. But maybe to grow on me, maybe the problems will get worked out. And Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the the character dialogue is very strong. So. Oh, well, yeah. Because it's mostly like a dialogue. Heavy? Book. Yeah. It's... Not too heavy, though, right? No. Okay. Like, it has this, like, solid narration. Like, you're mostly mm. just seeing the world from these characters' point of view. Okay. For the most part. So. Hmm. And what's it called again? Utopiates. There you go. It's also the name of the drug in the comic book. Well, I'll be damned. There you go. Full circle. <laughs> hey. What's up? That's it. Oh, okay. We've we've ruined these people's days <laughs> long enough. <laughs> like you say, uh like they say, see you later. All right. Thank you for listening. Big shouts to Pinwell Press for stopping by. You should check out that book, Man of God. 
Yeah, please do. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and the such, as well as us. Not taking no shine from them. Google Plus, Tumblr, it's all there. You guys know the routine. And anything else you want to say, Dustin, before we... No. Nope. Because <laughs> you're looking at me like... Thanks for... Listen. No, I didn't have anything. I was I was entranced in your words. <laughs> me too. As were the listeners. <laughs> so don't forget, recycling goes out on Wednesdays. See you later. <laughs>